to the Old Testament and to the book of Job uh, this morning just for three verses from three different places. Thank you for joining with us. If you're not usually come to the Lightboat, we appreciate you coming to these drive-ins. This is our 32nd anniversary of the work here that commenced on the first Sunday of June in 1988. We appreciate your prayers and your support and we trust that the Lord will minister to you through his word this morning. So we're at Job. If you have your Bible, if you haven't, you might want to listen to the word later on by some other means. We're in Job chapter 6, first of all, and the verse 8. Now, as I say, there are just three verses this morning, and they're very, three very powerful verses God has laid on my heart for this service. Job chapter 6 and verse 8. Oh that, I, oh, that I might have my request, and would God would grant me the thing that I long for. Oh, that I might have my request, and that God would grant me the thing that I long for. Then in Job 11 and verse 5, we have another, another word. Oh, but oh, that God would speak and open his lips against against me and then we have job 29 and verse 2 we have the final verse for this morning oh that i were as in months past as in the days when god preserved me now we have just read together three desperate prayers that came from the heart of job to his heavenly father and I say desperate because all of them are prefixed with that little small word O. And where you get that little word O in prayer, it expresses the inability to articulate the feelings of the heart that just can't put words into form. And one, the first one here is that his O was that he might speak to him. Oh, that God would speak and open his lips. The second oh was, oh, that God would answer me and that he would grant me my request for the thing that I long for. And the third one is that we have read that God would bless him, the blessings of former days. Oh, that I were in months past as I was in days when God preserved me. 6 and 8, 29 and verse 2. Now I've chosen these three prayers to mark our 32nd anniversary of the work here for two reasons this morning. First of all, I don't know of anything that we could ask God for more individually or collectively as we push the boat out into the uncharted waters of another year there's nothing we could ask the Lord more for than to make sure that, first of all, that he hears us when we pray. We sing, if we were singing this morning, we would probably sing that hymn, Master, speak, thy servant, hear us. He can't answer us unless he hears us, and he can't bless us unless that he hears us. If he doesn't hear us, 
then we're in a sad plight. You know, John says in his epistle, this is the confidence that we have of him, that we, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And the ears of the Lord are open to the cry of the righteous. And if we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. So once we establish that he's hearing and he's seeing, because Peter says the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears open unto the prayers, once that takes effect, my friend, we're in business. We're in business with God and anything can happen. The, the, the sky is the limit when we know that God is hearing us and we know that God is answering us and we're confident that God is going to bless us. Now, the second reason that I have chosen this text, these texts this morning, is that to say this, this work did not begin on the first Sunday of June in 1988. It began 18 months prior to that in an old disused church in College Street in Armagh where five men met together at 6 a.m. every morning for that length of time and sometimes in the evening and gathered again time and time again and cried unto God. And the day that God gave us the word to move to the corner was the day the prayer meetings there ended in a very dramatic way. God told us to move out here when we prayed for this site and he gave us the site. He told us to move out and begin to pray there. And we began to pray there and we began to pray desperate prayers. We began to pray urgent, wrestling, prevailing prayers. We began to hold on to God in fasting and in calling on to God for the future of this place. And can I say the key to all that has been accomplished, the main key to all that has been accomplished here at this corner in the past 32 years is desperate, prevailing prayer coming from the hearts of men and women. Many are gone into the glory. Matthew Henry says when God is about to begin a great work, he sets his people praying. And the old ancient prayers of Job so long ago, Lord, hear us. Lord answer us and Lord bless us has been the cry from this corner over these 32 years. And no doubt, I have no doubt that with the, some of the men that are around here, that those prayers will continue to go up. Now before I say a few words to encourage you and inspire you from these verses this morning, uh, we have, I want to say that we have witnessed answers to prayer here unprecedented in the modern church, certainly in our land. We have seen hundreds of souls saved here in 32 years. We, we have seen them through tents and mission halls at the old house here and even in the new church. We have seen families called out to the mission field. We have seen this site purchased and paid for. We have seen that new building erected and furnished and paid for. We have we have challenged the powers of darkness. We have driven out forces of evil. We have prayed families out. And I, and I want you to hear that. We have prayed families out of this place. And we have prayed families into this place. And we have kept praying and kept seeking and kept going on through with God. Days of fasting. 
days of praying, days of prevailing. My friend has brought us to this hour that we're in, and the work of God will only continue along those premises and along those things from God. And we have prayed, men, my friend, that have rose up against us. God has brought praying men and praying women in to preserve the work. And we have prayed the power of God down time and time again. We have saw healings in answer to prayer. We have saw backsliders restored. We have saw families restored. We have saw faith restored. We have saw Sunday school works and children's work and youth works maintained and kept going. And to God be the glory because it's all glory to God. And my friend, it's where men and women pray and seek God. And if you're a Christian this morning and you have no desire or longing or hunger for prayer, then there's something wrong in your life and you're not getting the benefit of what God wants you to have. Oh, I'm calling this morning. I'm calling because this is one of the most important things of all in any work of God that we have men and women who will intercede, men and women who will pray to God. The hill, the river, and the valley. The word in Deuteronomy, one of the words was, a land which the Lord thy God cares for, and his eyes will be on it from the beginning of the year on to the end. And I will give you rain in due season. And the promises are as good today as they were then. They were as good today as they were back in College Street in Armagh. The promises are as real to me this morning. My friend, as yesterday is, as this morning was. My friend, they're real. And I believe that God is going to answer his prayer. And he's going to fulfill the promises that he gave with me. Come with me this morning. Come with me in your heart. And in your car and in your home or wherever you are. And give praise and give thanks unto God. And praise him for all that he has done in your life, in your home, in your family. And give thanks unto God and give glory to his mighty and wonderful name. Let us cry like Job. Let us be our prayer this morning. Oh God, speak. Speak to me. Make that your prayer, young man, this morning. Make that your prayer, mother, this morning. Oh God, speak. Speak to me. Put the O in like Job. Speak. If you're ready to hear, God is ready to speak. Is your ears ready to hear? In Psalm 85 and verse 8, the psalmist says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. I tell you, there's a lot of people need to need the word peace spoken into their heart this morning. Maybe you're at unrest. Maybe you're in trouble. Maybe they're in trials this morning. No, ask him this morning. Ask him to speak peace into that troubled breast and troubled soul of yours this morning. Mother or father this morning, whoever you are, listen, when you have the phone off and the WhatsApp off and when you have the iPad off and you're sitting alone and you're saying now to God in this car, Lord, speak. Lord, I need to hear from you. My friend, he'll speak. He will speak into your soul and he'll speak peace into your soul. At any moment, if you want him to speak peace into that troubled breast of yours, he will speak. The Lord Jesus not only said to his disciples in the storms of life, my peace I give unto you, but he says, my peace I leave with you. We should be in a continual uh, uh, days and hours of peace away down deep in our soul, that lasting peace. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ made a will. He made a will. 
before he died. He gave his body to Joseph of Arimathea. He gave his mother to the Apostle John. He gave his spirit back to his father. What did he give to his disciples? He says, my peace I give unto you. That's a message, my friend, in this agitated, troubled hour in which we're living in. My peace, my peace, that peace that passes all understanding, I give unto you. And you should be enjoying that peace, peace, perfect peace, in this world of sin. The blood of Jesus whispers peace within. The old hymn of William Cornell says this, What treasure I have in this wonderful peace, buried deep in the heart of my soul, so secure that no power can take it away while the years of eternity roll. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. It sweeps o'er my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of love. And sometimes we sing, stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed, finding, as he promised, perfect, perfect peace, peace and rest. Pray that the Lord will speak peace into your soul. That's your first prayer this morning. Speak peace into that troubled soul of yours. And then ask him to speak pardon. Pardon. You know, whenever Moses cried out uh, to God for pardon, he says, pardon mine iniquities. The Lord answered immediately back, I have pardoned you according to my word. Hallelujah. It was done as quick as he called. And my friend, sinner, here this morning, sinner here this morning, he will, give, he will give peace to you if you will come and if you will seek him. He will give peace to your heart and he will give pardon to your soul if you will seek him this morning. There's pardon to be found in him. Nehemiah says, Thou art a God ready to pardon. Thou art a God that can abundantly, a God that can abundantly pardon. And he'll pardon you this morning. Let him pardon you. Let him, let your sins and your iniquities, remember they're in the sea of God's, they'll cast them into the sea of his forgetfulness. And there'll be perfect peace and perfect pardon. And my friend, it's wonderful to know that you can have that this morning. Peace in the troubled soul. Pardon to a sinful soul. And power to a weary soul. That's what he says. I'll, he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases their strength. You, the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We need spiritual strength. We need spiritual power to go on, to go through in these dark days of time. Speak. Oh, that thou would speak to me. And thou would hear me, and thou would speak to my soul. Imagine God speaking. Imagine him speaking to sinners such as we. Imagine him speaking. And then he says that God would answer me. Answer me. He says, answer me the thing that I long for. The thing that I long for. Come on now, I want to challenge you this morning. The thing that I long for. God says, oh God. Answer the thing that I long for. Come on now, what are you longing for this morning? What are you longing to God for this morning? Something, this is what it says here, something. Maybe something in your family. Maybe something in your health. Maybe something in your marriage. 
Maybe something in your work. Maybe something that I long. Do you see that word long? I can't find that word anywhere else in the Hebrew concordance. Only in this place. Do you know what that word long means? It means expecting, hoping, looking forward to. It's, 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 it's a word that means to be bind, bound with cords. Friend, are you bound with something to God? Have you bound a covenant with God? Have you bound a, co- a covenant for your children, for your family, for your home? Well, you hold on to that. You long for that. You thirst for that. And he will answer your prayer. He has promised to answer. Don't let go. Don't give up. Hold on to God. This is your hour. This is your prayer. This is your day. Hold on. Don't back off. You've been praying, some of you, for years. You've been seeking God for blessing. You've been seeking God in your health. You've been seeking God for things only known in your own heart this morning. But let me say to you, hold on. Hold on. Keep keep praying. He'll answer you. He says he will answer you. If you keep going and keep praying and keep the battle on and keep in the place of prayer and cleanliness and holiness, God will answer your prayer. He is able to give you the longing of your soul. He is able to give you your son. He is able to give you your daughter. He is able to give you back your marriage. He is able to help. He is able to succor. He is able to save. His name is Savior. Savior. Don't forget that name. His name is Savior. David in 2 Samuel 22 said, He is my shield. Hallelujah. He's my shield. Day and night I hold forth the shield against the fiery darts of the wicked. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Rise up, man. Raise up, woman. Rise up and praise this morning that we have an almighty God. He is my shield. He is my rock. He is my refuge. He is my high tower. And then he ends up there saying, and he is my savior. My savior. Here's what he says. When the waves of death come past me and the ungodly men make me afraid, I cried unto my God and savior and he heard me. Morning, he'll answer that thing this morning. He'll answer the deep prayers of your heart this morning. If you hold on and believe him, the things that you long for. Do you remember on the Sabbath day, whenever the disciples and the Lord Jesus came out of the synagogue? You remember Peter's wife's mother, Luke, who was a physician, doctor, said she was dying. She was hallucinating with a great fever. And remember the disciples gathered around the Lord. And here's what it says. They tell him of her. They tell him of her. Maybe you just need to do that this morning. You need to tell him. Maybe it's a her. Maybe it's a him. Maybe it's a situation. You need to tell him. Tell him this morning. Don't be warning to others. Tell him. Tell him he knows all about your sorrows. He knows all about your trial. He may not answer them the way that you want, but he will answer Tell him this morning, not only cry like Job, speak to me, hear me. But you know, the third cry of Job was, bless me. Oh, that as I, uh, I were as in months past, uh, as in days when God preserved me. This old faithful servant Job is in the storms. My friend, storms like it we have never known. When he lost his ten children in one day, 
and his family and his flesh and the farm and all was gone. And this, this saint of God is in the teeth of the gale. Adversity has overwhelmed him and the devil's having a heyday. And it all started, my friend, when God took the heads down. It all started when God allowed the enemy to test him and to try him. I tell you, this work hasn't gone without testings. It hasn't gone without trial. It hasn't gone without pain. It hasn't gone without tears. It hasn't gone without sorrows. It hasn't gone without misunderstanding. It hasn't gone without an effect and an affliction upon many. I tell you, my friend, the work of God is not easy. I tell you, if you want to go on and go through with God, and I say to you, young men and women who are thinking about going into the service of the Lord, unless the Lord calls you, unless the Lord settles it, unless you're sure, unless you can do nothing else, if you can do anything else, if you can drive a lorry, drive a lorry. If you can go out and work on the farm, work on the farm. If you can go into an office, go into the office. Do whatever you can. Whatever you can, do it. Don't come into the work of the Lord. Unless you have the call of the Lord and you have the word of the Lord. And then you're going to have to stay at it. You can't run. You have to keep your hand on the plow and you can't turn back. And you have to hold on in the good days and the bad days. You have to hold on in the, in the days of misunderstandings and trials and troubles and affliction in your family. And affliction with your health. You've got to fight on. You've got to battle on. This is a battle we're in. This is not for the faint hearted this morning. This is for men and women who want to go through with God. On with God. Prove God. These are men like Job, men like Paul, men like Peter, men who stood, men like and women like those in Hebrews chapter 11 who stood their ground in the midst of adversity. And Job here, he's, he's, he's wobbling a bit here. And is it any wonder he wobbled? And he started to cry and he said to God, Oh God, oh God, if I was only back in the days when you were blessing me. It was only back in the days, but little did he know that God was blessing him more now than he was blessing him in the days. Oh, if I was back when I had all the flocks, if I was back when the family and the children were around my feet, oh, if I was back when I was the magistrate in the town, oh, if I was back when people were bowing before me in the seat, oh, but he didn't know that God was blessing him more now than he was blessing him then. My friend, let me say this. Let me say this very carefully and with powerful, powerful experience this morning. Job never learned anything in the good days of God. He never learned anything when all was well with the family, when all was well with the health. He never learned anything about God. He never learned anything about the devil. He never learned anything about comforters and men. He never learned, learned anything, uh, anything in the wealth and in the prosperity. He learned nothing. He learned nothing of the future. Anything he learned, he learned it in the trial. He learned it in the fire. And I can say amen to that this morning. I've learned more in the afflictions, more in the trials, more in the trouble than anywhere else. No, we want the good days and we want the summer. We don't want the winter. But my friend, you can't have one without the other. If you want to go on with God, if you want to go through with God, if you want to see revival, if you want to see your souls soul saved and blessing come, you're going to have to take the good with the bad. You have to go. It says about Pharaoh, the more that they afflicted the children of Israel, the more that they grew. Hallelujah. The more affliction, the more we'll grow. We will put our roots down. The stronger we'll get. Ah, I tell you, my friend, that's real this morning. That's God's way. 
God's way. Our ways is this mountain. Our ways is on the sunny side of the hill. God's way is trial. God's way is trouble. God's way is affliction. God's way is not our ways. And many are the afflictions of the righteous. The psalmist says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Our Lord was made perfect through suffering. Do you hear that? Our Lord was made perfect through suffering. And if you're in a trial this morning, and if you're looking back this morning, my friend, you may well look back, but oh, let me tell you this, God's teaching you something here and now in that situation, in that trial, in that powerful uh, thing that's annoying you. In fact, God's teaching you something this morning that he cannot teach you in any other way, and he's teaching it for your good. He knoweth, isn't it in Job we read this? He knoweth the way that I take, and when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Isn't it Job that we read this? God our maker, who giveth us songs in the night. Songs in the night. I tell you, I tell you, he gives us songs in the dark, in the trial, in the darkness, in the affliction, in the trouble. He gives us song, glory to his name, praise his name. It's wonderful, my friend. I was reading the other day where, fe- where some man was praying, Lord, Lord, take the thorn and the flesh away. And he didn't, he says he didn't take the thorn and the flesh away, but he put a crown of thorns upon him. A crown of thorns upon him. You see, we can pray whatever way we like. We can pray, Lord, help me. Lord, do this. Lord, do that. But his ways, his ways are not our ways. And by the end for Job, was going to be blessed, more blessed than the beginning. He was going to restore everything. He couldn't see it now. You can't see it now. You can't see what God's doing. You're cornered in with this problem. You're cornered in with this marriage situation. You're cornered in with this job situation. You're cornered in with this health situation. You can't see. You can't understand what God is doing. But what I do, he says, what I do, thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Our life and our walk with God ebbs and flows. It fluctuates, my friend, from one thing to another. It goes from the mountain to the valley. It goes from the sunshine to the rain. It goes from the winter to the spring. Our life is a fluctuating and with God all along the road, all for different reasons, reason, all teaching us. Don't hanker. Don't hanker after former years. Don't hanker after former years. This is one of the great problems with many of God's people. They live in the past. We cannot live in the past. It is not conducive to spirituality in the present. It's not conducive to the way of life for God in the present. It's not conducive to the forwarding of your spiritual state or your spiritual work. It's an awful thing to be living all together in the past. Oh, that I was back. Oh, that I was back in the months. Oh, that I had my health back. Oh, that I had my family back. Oh, that if the children were small again. Oh, if I had my wife back. Oh, if I had my child back. If I had my marriage back, or my home back, or that bit of land back. Oh, if only was back in the early days of the lifeboat. My friend, you'll never be back in the early days of this work. 
And I don't want to be back in the early days of this world. And I don't want to be back in 1993 either when the Spirit of God moved through that old barn. I don't want to be back there. I'm in the present. I'm, in the, I'm here on the edge of the future. I'm here on Canaan's shore. I'm here ready to move over the Jordan. I'm here to go over into victory, into blessing, into power. I refuse, I refuse to live in the past. Oh, that I was in months in the past. All such lamenting is not of God. It's not of God. It's a weapon of the devil. It's the devil that's attacking Job. It's the devil that attacked him physically. He attacked him in his family. He's attacking him mentally. Mentally. That's one of the ways the devil will attack you. He'll draw you back to the past. Do you hear me this morning? There's a word from God. Some of you are all taken up. Oh, if only it was back there. Oh, if only it was back when they were saved again. Only if, oh, if it only was back before that day and night that they made that mistake. Oh, that was only back before I bought that car or bought that land or married that woman. My friend, it's real. And if you go on like that, you're going to be no good for God. You're going to be no good for this work that's going to move forward. And I'm saying to you young men and women, it's time to get in behind this work. Not in behind me, for my day is done here. But I want to leave men and women here that will pray and seek God and carry on the vision and carry on the burden. Don't shrink your responsibility, young man. Don't shy off and let somebody else do it. You're either in this work or you're not. You either belong to this church or you don't. And if you belong to this church and this is your home, then it's time that you stepped up to the mark and took responsibility. Because if you don't, it'll falter and it'll not be my fault. God's speaking to you that don't be living in the past. Don't be saying, oh, if only those days were back again. Oh, if only it was back in the other church. Well, go back to the other church. Nobody asked you to come. Go back to the other church. Well, my friend, if you're here and if you want to go on with God, then don't live in the past. Live in the future. Claim the promises. Go through with God. Believe God. This is the house. This is the church for your family. This is the church for the future. This is the church for the days that lie ahead. This is the church where the promises are that God will come in his time and in his way. We have no intention of going back. Unless we can get our eyes and minds of the past, then we're living in the present, we're not living in the future. Remember that hymn of Wesley, Arise, my soul, arise. Shake off your guilty fears. The bleeding sacrifice on your behalf appears. What about Paul? My friend, if Paul would have lived in the past, if Paul would have kept living in the past and said, oh, if I was back in Jerusalem, oh, if I was back under the feet of Gamaliel, oh, if I was back before in those days when God was blessing me. No, no, no. What would the Lord Jesus have said? Oh, if I was back in the glory. Oh, if I was back in the streets of gold. Oh, if I was back with the angels and the seraphims. No, 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 no. No, he never thought like that. He pushed on towards the mark. Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind, I press on towards the mark of the prize of the high calling. Let the past go this morning. Cut the ropes this morning. Say, Lord, from this day on, I'm going to serve me, serve you. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and power. I want to go on. I don't want to dwell anymore in those old things of the past. I'm ashamed of them. All right, we're all ashamed of them. But they're gone. They're under the blood. There's a new day opening up. Their Jordans open up. Let us move over into victory and into power. Let us lay aside every weight 
and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking on to Jesus, looking on to him. This church, my friend, needs men and women of vision. This church needs men and women of passion. This church needs men and women of prayer. I'm surprised that people are not crying to get praying. I'm surprised at that. This church needs men and women of prayer. You know, we'll use this, oh, we'll, oh no, you can't go to a prayer meeting, now you have to wear a mask. A lot of nonsense. If God wants you to pray, you'll pray. If you have a desire to pray, you'll find a way to prayer. If you want to intercede, you'll intercede. If you want to go through with God, you'll go through with God. If you want to meet, you'll meet. You'll pray, you'll cry, you'll call night or day. If you want it, it depends on how much you want it. If you want to make excuses, then you have to make them before God. But oh, my friend, we need men and women of prayer. We need men and women of passion. We need men and women of burden. We need men and women of vision. We need men and women that will take the responsibility serious. Now listen as we close. And this last point has been very heavy on me, the one that I've just mentioned. Oh, that I was back in the months that are gone. We can't get on like that, my friend. We must cut that this very morning. No matter what the past was, we must cut it this morning. God has a future. God has a new day. God has blessings for us. God wants to bless us this morning. And as we go in to this 33rd year, don't let us feel where the children of Israel failed at Kadesh Barnea. Now I want to close with these thoughts this morning. In two years, in two years, God brought them from the Red Sea to the banks of the Jordan River. Two years through the wilderness. He blessed them. He fed them. He looked after them. When they came to Kadesh Barnea, they stopped. They stopped. The spies went over and they came back. And ten of them said, no, we can't go over. There's giants in the land. We can't push on. We can't go over. We're going to stay here. And God was grieved. And Caleb and Joshua said, we're well able to go over. Oh, we need men like Caleb and Joshua in these days not to look back at the past. We can't, or to look at the giants in the future. We need to press on. And so, my friend, they've wandered 40 years in the wilderness of Kadesh Barnea. 40 years. Kadesh Barnea, a place of division, a place of desolation, a place of death, where they died, the old generation, hundreds of thousands of them died. None of that generation entered in. Oh, they all died. There's funerals every hour, every day. They were burying them in the sand because they wouldn't go over. And then when they wanted to go over, God wouldn't let them go over. My friend, there's a moment, and there's a time, and there's an hour. And if you're not saved this morning, this is the hour, this is the moment, this is the time now for you to be saved. Behold, now is the accepted time. If you're backslidden, you're backslidden long enough. You're long enough at the swine talk. It's time to rise up and go over this morning. Oh, but for two years they were blessed of God. And for 40 years they wandered in Kadesh Barnea. Death, death, death. Death, death, and God wouldn't let them go over. And my friend, whenever that moment came, Joshua said, we're going over. And he, uh, I'm going to preach someday soon on this. And he says, we're going over into the land. But they, they wandered and they mocked God and they laughed. Now, the problem was, here's the problem as I close this morning. And I pray that this problem will not be with you. 
I pray that it will not be with me. I refuse to allow it into my heart. I refuse to allow the past to take up the path. I, I refuse. I refuse only to go forward with God in these days. Now here's one of the things. They forgot. They forgot. Don't you forget. That's one thing you must not do this morning, Christian believer. Some of you looking back 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, maybe 60 years and maybe 70 years. Don't you ever forget what God has done for you. Don't you ever forget that out of billions he has called you and he has saved you. Don't you ever forget that he loves you with an everlasting love. Don't you ever forget that he has saved you for a purpose and he has given you a gift for a purpose and that gift you have never utilized yet. Don't you forget that one day you'll give an account for that gift. Don't forget. The thing was they forgot. They forgot, they forgot first of all, the purpose of God. The purpose of God was to bring them into blessing. The purpose of God was to bring them over the Jordan. The purpose of God was to wreck them straight in. No 40 years, straight over. But they forgot what God's purpose was. Well, I'm not forgetting what God's purpose is for this corner. And if people come with me, they can. And if they don't, that's too bad. But I'm not forgetting the purpose of God for the hill, the river, and the valley. I'm not forgetting the purpose I can't as I look back and see the blessings and see God providing and doing what he has done and all the blessings that I can't, I can't to God be the glory. I can't forget what God has his purpose for the past. Secondly, they forgot the power. They forgot the power of the blood of the lamb. They forgot the power. Oh, every, every one of their firstborn of Egypt was slain that night put the blood on the lintels on the doorpost I'll go into the house and stay and when I see the blood I'll pass over you he brought them out with the blood of the lamb two million and a half of them maybe don't you forget the power of the blood don't you forget the power of the gospel don't you forget that there's power this mighty power of God and he, they forgot all about that imagine forgetting all about that all they had to do was sit down and think of them 420 years in bondage in Egypt. 420 years in Moses. God sending Moses and drawing them out, bringing them out. And the dogs didn't bark when they came out that night. They forgot all those. They forgot about the power of God. And they forgot about the presence of God. By day and by night, the presence of God was with them a pillar by fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. Every time they looked, peeped out of their tent, the pillar was there. Every time they went out of the back of the tent, they looked and the cloud was there. The presence of God was down amongst them for all those, for those years through the wilderness. My, the presence of God was amongst them in so many ways. But they forgot. Have you forgot what God has done in your past life? Have you forgot what God has done in your family? Have you forgot? They forgot. And it's very easy to forget what God has done. And they forgot the protection of God. God protected them from the lions. He protected them from the bears. He, he protected them from the scorpions. Their feet never swole in 40 years. 
He was with them. The shoes never wore out. And they forgot the provision. Every morning they went out, the manna was fresh from heaven. Well, how could we forget God feeding two and a half million people every morning with a wee round wafer that dropped from heaven? How could they? But they did. They did. They forgot the quails that blew in from the sea. They forgot the water that came from the rock. They forget all, all those things. They forgot that God fed millions of them with cattle and sheep with water from the rock. And the promises. They forgot the promises. He says, I will bring you into a land flowing with milk and honey. And they forgot the promises of God. Don't forget the promises that God has given to you for your home, for your family, for your future. Don't forget, claim them, claim them. My friend, here's the way we look and I'm closed now. Don't look back. Don't be looking back and saying, oh, but it was only like this. Oh, but it was only like that. Oh, but I wouldn't have done that. That's a disaster. Look down. Look down this morning and see in a burning hell. See millions, millions weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Even as we speak, they're dropping into it. Do you ever think like that? If we would spend time thinking of those in hell. Mothers and brothers and sisters on their way to hell. Look down. Look out. Look out into the world that's in confusion, delusion, deception. Look out and see the drugs and see the drink. And see the immorality and the infidelity. Look out and see a lost world this morning. And look up. Look up to the glory. Look up to this great day where we shall see him and be with him for all eternity. Looking back's not in it. Oh, let us look up. Lift up your eyes and look up onto the hills from whence cometh your help. And I want you to leave this anniversary service this morning with a fire in your soul. I want you to leave this anniversary this morning, uh, this morning with a with robe of zeal clad around you. Zeal, zealous for God, zealous for souls, zealous for the work, zealous for, for revival, zealous, whatever it costs. We want to go on and through with God. Or we'll soon, it'll soon be over. And we'll soon see him. May God, in the 33rd year at this corner, may he answer his prayer and may he breathe upon us and may he do what he has promised to do. For we ask it in the Savior's name and for his sake. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for all that you've done. We thank you for all that you're going to do. We praise you this morning. I thank you this morning. I rejoice this morning. I refuse to be carnal. I refuse to be backsliding. I refuse to be cold. 
I refuse when I'm such a mighty God as thou art. I want to go on. I want to go through with God. May that be the prayers of many gathered here. Oh God, we pray this morning. Help us, oh God. May, Lord, this be a lifeboat indeed. May many, may many join, Lord. May many jump in, Lord, and be saved from the perishing storms that are coming and the judgment that's coming. Answer our prayer. Accept our thank. Speak to heart, Lord. Do what you can with this word this morning. Take it, Lord, and use it to the glory. Oh, God, that thou would hear me. Oh, God, that thou would answer me. Oh, God, that thou would bless me indeed, like Jabez of old. That thou would bless me and bless this work and bless our people. Indeed, we pray. And bless those, Lord, who are going to give birth very soon. Bless those, Lord, who are battling with COVID-19 and cancer and carnage. Bless those, Lord, who are in trials and troubles this morning. Bless them and help them to see that the best has yet to be. For we ask it in the Saviour's name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.